weathered, you can't get a decent sample. It is punk rock. There are carbon patches in the rock. The bluffs of Council Bluffs are Lois that came in on the wind, and rising toward their summits are the terracets called Cat Steps. From a river bar of the braided Platte in Nebraska, you collect varied pebbles from scattered sources hundreds of miles away. All this notwithstanding, in 1,500 miles of the mid-continent, there is a great deal less rock to see on the surface than you would see in Wyoming if you opened one eye. In The Evolution of North America, Princeton, 1959, the definitive volume of its time, Philip King of the United States Geological Survey encapsulated the Midwest in one memorable sentence. The rather monotonous geologic features of the interior lowlands would seem of less interest than the complex rocks and structures of the Canadian Shield, the Appalachians, or the Western Cordilleras, nor can we in this book devote space to them commensurate with their surface area. There would be more to tell if you could sense what you can't see. All the ledges and bluffs have been cut in the limestones, shales, and sands that came over the mid-continent in the twelve periods known in geology as Phanerozoic time, the 544 million years since creatures with hard skeletal parts first came into the world and began to leave their fossils in rock. In the American Midwest, the rock of Phanerozoic time rests in thin veneer on basement rock from deeper time. Some of it is a southern extension of the vast Canadian shield. Geologists long taught that the basement was a platform at the edges of which the continent grew and that the platform had been there forever, down through the eons of Precambrian time. The Precambrian, beginning as it does with the beginning of the earth, covers more than four billion years. This is seven-eighths of Earth history. Geological textbooks, nevertheless, would typically give the Precambrian one short chapter. First, there was the basement, and on that grew the world. In the 342 pages of Our Mobile Earth, Scribner's 1926, Reginald Aldworth Daly of Harvard University composed one page on Precambrian rocks and one page on pre-Paleozoic eras. Daly was a giant in the geology of his time. He summarized Precambrian lithology as the crumpled basement complex. Even Reverend H. N. Hutchinson, B.A., F.G.S., did a little better than that in The Autobiography of the Earth. Appleton, 1891, referring to an undifferentiated mass of fundamental nice, Hutchinson devoted one of his 16 chapters to the Precambrian, 15 pages in 283, calling it an archaic era. Sixty years later, in 1951, A.J. Ardley of the University of Utah gave the first 88% of the history of the earth one chapter among the 43 chapters of his Structural Geology of North America. 
he opened the chapter with this sentence. The continent of North America is made up in a broad way of a stable interior and surrounding belts of deformed, intruded, and metamorphosed rocks. Of its oldest component, the Canadian shield, he went on to say, The time has not yet arrived when the vast region can be broken down into divisions with confidence. Even as the 20th century began to fade, three Canadian geologists, Colin W. Stern, Robert L. Carroll, and Thomas H. Clark of McGill University, reserved 20 pages in 549 for Precambrian events in their Geological Evolution of North America, Wiley, 1979. W. Randall Van Schmoos of the University of Kansas, who did his doctorate.